Manny, you made this? What is going on, all of you handsome listeners? Welcome back to the Dagger podcast where we cover all things NBA and the top news in all of basketball. I am Taylor Call. I am joined by the boys, Dion Franklin, DJ Johnson. Say what's up to the people. What's up, people? We are back. Been too long. Reports of our demise were greatly exaggerated from like the Undertaker out of the <laughs> coffin on fire <laughs> to the horror of lesser basketball podcasts. The dagger <laughs> is back, baby. It, it's been a minute. We apologize. Life, back like we never left. Life has been insane. It Jobs, really has. Honeymoons, marriages, all holidays, all kinds of shit. Traveling. You name it. It, it was the perfect storm. It was the perfect all, storm. All kinds of things. All kinds of things came together. And so we just kind of unconsciously, without intending to, took a little bit took a little bit of a break. But it but it was good for us. We are back. We are hungrier than ever. And we are gonna be back posting regularly. So if you're still with us. I mean, we don't deserve your love. We don't deserve we'll take your it. loyalty, but we will take it. And we will continue to provide basketball content for your listening ears. Today, we know we missed a lot. We're gonna get we're gonna get up to speed, don't you worry. We gotta turn to current events though. The Bucks firing Adrian Griffin out of the blue. And coming to terms with Doc Rivers today. What do we think about that? And we got to go through our all-star teams. It's about it's about that time of year. So we're going to go through our full all-star teams. And it's about mid-season. I think just a little past mid-season. Um, so we're giving out our mid-season awards today. It's as simple as that. Aren't, aren't, aren't we forgetting something? Though? Oh, that's right. But first... We got some awards to give out. <laughs> the real awards. Hoopers of the Week. Good Hustle Awards. As is customary. Dion, take it away with your Hooper of the Week. All right. So my Hooper of the Week this week is a team that I didn't think could pull it together. It's a team that I didn't think was going to ever be all full, fully healthy all at the same time. And then they are also my next door neighbors, mm. the Phoenix Suns. Mm. Ever since they are all at the Hall Bing back, they have been on a tear. They won six straight. And in those six games, they beat, I believe, the Pacers, the Kings, Lakers. They're, they, they're, they're on one. They're on one. KD is clicking. Bradley Beal is offering all – he accepted his role as a third option. D-Book is distributing the ball. Nurkic is just dominant in the paint. It, it's, it's clicking right now. It's scary hours for, for the Valley right now. So, it's Phoenix Suns, Hoopers of the Week for me. About time. I know. It's about time they start. Long overdue. Yes, long overdue. Um. Yeah, lo- love to see that. And when I say uh, next door neighbors, I mean literally downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> he is by, by my window. 
<laughs> that's crazy. I love it. So. We're gonna go see. We're gonna go see Giannis when he comes uh, on February sixth. Oh, absolutely! Slip. Um, hell yeah, BJ. Take it away through Hooper of the Week. Hooper of the Week goes to a team that I that are not my neighbors, and I'm glad they're not my neighbors. They're <laughs> bing bong all day. I'm going with the New York Knicks. New York Knickerbockers are ten and two since trading for OG Anuobi. Now, I first thought this trade was a little weird. You get rid of RJ, your number three draft pick from years back, and you get in OG, who, for all intents and purposes, some people like think he's overrated. But I don't know. Now with the Knicks, he fits right in. Knicks ten and two. Look like a force in the East. Brunson is comfortable. Julius Randle looks like a, a good second option. OG fits perfectly with the Knicks. Thibodeau-style hard-nosed guy. So, shout-out to the Knicks. They look really good on paper. 27-17, and 17, I think, fifth in the East. But they've been rolling since that trade. That's for sure. I was the number one critic of that trade. I did not understand it. I could not come to terms with it. But somehow it worked out perfectly for the Knicks. They are absolutely clicking right now. And it, and you love to see it, honestly. You love to see it. It's good for basketball. New York is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this this trade is pretty much as close to a win win as you're going to see. RJ and Quickly are playing extremely well in Toronto. Now the team is not good. They have they have a rebuild ahead of them. Definitely but between RJ, Scotty Barnes, and I, Emmanuel Quickly. Did I say Isaiah Emmanuel Quickly. <laughs> um. You you can build around that. You can right. definitely build around that. The foundation's in place. So love to see that. Um I have two hoopers of the week. Well, actually just one hooper of the week. Um, it is with great chagrin that I give this hooper yeah. of the week to Joel Embiid. I was like, I feel like I know where he's going. <laughs> I'll say this once, I'll say it a thousand times, fuck Joel Embiid. But, <laughs> I mean, he fucked around and went for 70 and 15 on Monday. So, I mean, I, I shared Kevin Durant's reaction, if you saw that video, of like, shit. I, I, don't, care <laughs> I don't care how many shots. Like, 70 is 70. I think nice. there's only four active players to ever, four active players with 70. So, like, LeBron has never gotten 70. Steph has never gotten 70. AD never got it. AD has never gotten 70. Wait, uh, who's the fourth? Is so deep, is Book and Spider? Mitchell. Dame, Embiid, too. Oh, Dame. And, and Dame. Dame. Yep, yeah, Dame. Just last year. Yeah, so I forgot Giannis about Dame. He's never done it. Nope. Um, a lot Harden's of never greats. got it. Harden's never done it. A lot of all-time greats have never Hey, a lot of shooting it. guards in that list, though, yep. in the, uh, that, that got 70. Yeah, you got to kind of be a chumper at 70. But, I mean, 70 and 15 is 70 and 15. That's yeah. a grown man stat line. Mm-hmm. And five um, assists, too. Throw that in there. Yeah, why not? Five assists for good measure. Sure, why not? We'll, we'll <laughs> give him the five assists as well. Um, I mean, that's kind of a monster performance. Um, you know, if I was petty, I would point out the 20 free, three free throws he took, but I'm not petty, so I won't even point that out. Joel Embiid. Hooper of the week. Um, special good hustle to the referees as well, then, because nothing goes together like Joel Embiid and free throws. 
Dude, like, just like give him his credit, bro. It wouldn't be I, normal. I mean, it wouldn't be normal. You're like a lawyer that brings in evidence that is not supposed to, that he's not I, supposed I, I to, and then be like, strike it from the record. Right. Like the jury didn't fucking hear it. I know. I'm I'm that I'm that shady guy trying to get around the rules. No, I mean, I, I was just thinking, I wonder who the last center to go for 70 was. It's It's been a minute. Gotta be Wilt. No, I mean, there's, there's Shaq. I don't know if Shaq ever did. I think Shaq got 61 or 62. Yeah. I don't think Shaq he broke to the 70 for, for like, at all. the last center Wilt. to get 70 was. It has Dude, to be Wilt. It's been a hot minute. I'll do my research and I'll get back to you on that. But That's first, it. let's get negative, shall we? Oof. I got a lot of pent up negativity that go into <laughs> these two good hustle awards. First good hustle award. Um, I know I'm gonna shock you guys when I say this, but Jordan Poole is bad at basketball. Uh, <laughs> not, not good. Shocker. Uh, I know. I know. Hot take of the year right now. <laughs> but Jordan Poole is bad at basketball. How bad at basketball? Might you ask? Jordan you Poole. Now plus minus. Is not a perfect stat. It's it's a little oversimplified, but it simply measures how many more points your team scores than the opponent um, when you're on the floor. Who has the best plus minus in the NBA? Nikola Jokic. So it, it's it's a decent indicator. It's not perfect, but Jordan Poole currently through 42 games has a negative. 342 plus minus. How do you even do that? Wow. <laughs> what are you doing on the court, bro? Like, come on. That means that is an average plus minus per game of negative 8.3. Okay. And he scores 16.7 points. That means the opponents. Of the Washington Wizards, score 24 more points because Jordan Poole is out there. <laughs> Man, talk about helping hand. Yikes. That's actually crazy. <laughs> Yikes. So, Jordan Poole, good good hustle. I mean, he's terrible. That's awful. He's terrible. 342. I mean, how is that even possible? I don't know. Like his turnover numbers aren't that bad. Right. Like, I don't know. I don't know. That's horrible. <laughs> Second, good hustle to someone who is really good at basketball. Caitlin Clark. Um, the baddest just... thing in women's basketball. Um, however, Iowa women's basketball lost a close game to Ohio State the other day, and. Caitlin Clark was viciously attacked by a fan on the court as Ohio State stormed the court. She took to the microphone afterwards and had some thoughts about it and said that she was she had an injury as a result of this um, attack by a fan. Um, her coach came to her defense and said that we have to do better and all these things. Only one problem. <laughs> When you look at the video, now, this is subjective, but when I watch the video, I see two things. First of all, Caitlin Clark initiates the contact with the fan, rushing the court. The fan is just trying to get into the dog pile, and 
um, <laughs> celebrate the win. And at best, Caitlin Clark is trying to sprint into the tunnel at high speed and just accidentally knocks into her and at best just decided to take out her frustration and truck the fan. <laughs> and secondly, she very clearly flops after the after the after the contact is made. She goes flying to the ground, arms yes, flailing in the air. Come on, Caitlin. You're you're too good for this. Like you're why? Better you're you're better than that. What is with this drama that is so unnecessary? You know damn well that van didn't attack you and run into you. You ran into her and you flopped afterwards. So in summary, <laughs> um, I'm giving a flopping violation to Caitlin Clark and two shots to the fan. Um, after after review of the footage, so Caitlin Clark, good good hustle out there. Can we just on, talk now. about the fact? Sorry to cut you off. The fan was a unit. She got up and dusted her shoulders off like watching a football player. <laughs> <laughs> Clark was Jasper Bear. The fan was like, dust the shoulder off. I got to get to this dog pile. <laughs> Damn. Get her in the low post. Yeah. Y'all need a big man? Hit her up. Build, yeah, build, build different. I heard TCU needs players. That was a story out there, like decimated by injuries. Oh, yeah. Get, get her a tryout. Call her Shoulders even McGee. She, even, even if she can't shoot. <laughs> She will set a hell of a screen. Absolutely. She got the Hall of Fame brick, brick wall badge. <laughs> but Caitlin Clark, the worst part of this is, too, like, Caitlin Clark, like, didn't back off it of, like, yeah, there was some contact, whatever. Um, or, like, I don't want to talk about it, no comment. No, she immediately played the victim of, like, I was viciously attacked. Come on, Caitlin. Viciously. I understand. Tough loss. Emotions ran high, but for you to step to the microphone afterwards and play the victim is just shameful. Good, good hustle, Caitlin. I'm, I'm not buying. You're you're caught in 4K. Salty, she lost. Yep, hate to see it's it. Salty. VJ, take it away. Who's, oh, absolutely. Uh, this next good hustle award. This is one of the best ones I've heard in a while. Uh, not only could DeAndre Ayton get a good hustle for missing a game because it was icy in his neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> DMP ice. I've never even heard of that before. Never. I mean, I bet you a dozen other people in the neighborhood had to get to work that day. You know what they probably did? Figured out how to get to work. But no, an NBA basketball player did not want to show up to work because it was icy in his neighborhood. But that's not why he's getting this good hustle. My man DeAndre Ayton is on the record saying that he has nothing to prove in this league. He's a max player. And I thought, well, let me look at the young man's resume. Hmm? There's only one data point <laughs> on his resume, and that's all rookie first team. Not rookie of the year as the number one pick. He just made first team all rookie in 2019. So DeAndre I think you got quite a lot to prove. You barely have done anything. That finals appearance doesn't count because you really didn't win anything. You got traded from the Suns. You haven't made an All-NBA team. You haven't made an All-Star team. I don't know. I felt like you got a lot to prove. So I don't know where his head is at or do did he just go to Portland to kind of waste away. But my guy, DeAndre, I think you got more to prove than you think. He got more to prove than a lot of people in this league. Like, man, barely averages what? I don't even know what his, his averages are because he doesn't score that much in Portland. He's not rebounding well. He was on so the team. what do you bring to the team? 
other than being a constant like issue. Those are big words from someone who is one minor injury or one tiny bit of regression away from being a bust. You are teetering on the edge of being a bust. And those are big words for someone who played 27 minutes that night, scored five points, grabbed seven boards, and two assists. You were outscored by Duop Reith. Who is that? <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> to LSU, apparently. Um, yeah. Uh, outscored by him. Outscored by Matisse Thibel, whose offense is terrible. Um I mean, those are big words who did for a guy who just went out and got cardio on Tuesday night. Your brother, yeah. you're you're averaging twelve point five points. Come on, man. <laughs> but uh, he's an elite defender, right? No, no, he's not. No. <laughs> he's one of the worst shot blockers for a center there is in the league. Come on, dog. Um, if you're it's, on the Wizards, a, your amazing. plus minus would be probably be pretty similar to Jordan Poole. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dion, take us home. Who's hustling? All right. You guys didn't want to bring it up, so I will. There's something that has happened in the period of time that we were gone that needs to be addressed. And this is a team from the Midwest that started off the season on fire, going two and one. (laughs) <laughs> then failed to record a W for the next two months. From October 30th to December 30th, LeBron James' birthday, the Detroit Pistons did not record a single W. <laughs> they have lost 28 games in a row with copious amounts of blowouts. And I don't understand. That team is not 28 losses in a row bad. Most of the the games were with a fully healthy team. Cade Cunningham was there. Some games, they lost to some of the worst teams in the league, a.k.a. the Portland Trailblazers and the Washington Wizards. And they don't have a bad head coach because they have Monty Williams. So, please explain to me what happened. Because 28 is not a mistake. I I don't get it. And it's a team of young players that should want to win. Even though they're probably going to end up not winning a lot. But it's, it's beyond me. This is something that I can't explain. And we just needed to talk about it on the pod for a second. Because it happened while we were gone. And history was made. And... Yeah, they deserve this good hustle, even though at a certain point you feel bad for them, but it's all their own doing. So either way, good hustle to the Detroit Pistons. I'm looking at the bright side here. Absolutely. This is the worst stretch by any team ever. However, Jaden Ivey is back, baby. He's back. (laughs) He just needs some minutes. <laughs> he just needed to lose twenty eight games out. in a row. Just needed, yeah, 18, and, and getting Kate Cunningham out. Points per game. Eighteen point six points per game. Forty five percent shooting. Absolutely nothing <laughs> wrong with that. 
throwing five assists for good measure. Jaden yeah. Ivey's back, baby. That's fair. That's fair. That's, that's the one I could see. That's thing. that's really what I was taking a break for. I said I'm quitting the podcast until Jaden Ivey does something. So now I can <laughs> bring my head back above ground. Jaden Ivey is back, baby. Only took two months. Only took two months. <laughs> Hell, I've been waiting three years for this. <laughs> love, love to see it. But yeah, I mean, that was an absolutely atrocious stretch. And I was convinced they were going to break the streak against the Celtics. Same. Oh, and yeah. That one night, it was looking tough. Yeah, it was the game before they broke it. Yep. Decided to sack up and win that game in overtime. But unbelievable. Yep. That's that's that the Pistons are going to be there at the end of the year for Hustler of the Year. Believe that. Yeah. Strong case. Well, you just I'm needed to you. raise you it. The names on the roster and you watch them play. They're they should not be losing this many games. Exactly oh. my point. That roster is not that is not twenty eight losses in a row. Back. It should be a no, ten seed at worst. Kate Kate's a really good player. Cade's a baller. Jalen an all star. I don't know, but he's around that level. Like yeah. Jalen Duran is the, an absolute the, unit. Yeah. yeah, back end of the all all star conversation. Bogey's a bucket. Um, Jalen Duran is really good. Like a double double machine. Um, Alec Burks is a really nice scorer off the bench. Like, yeah, I mean, not a lot past that. Marcus Sasser's been pretty good. Like yeah, poor guys. For where Marcus Sasser was taken, he looks like he was a really good like value. a steal. Yeah. Like, I mean, I just named like six really good players. Like, what's the issue? Jaden Ivey's back. Killian That's Hayes five more players sucks. than some other teams like, have. AKA the Wizards. It's pretty meh. But like, yeah, what's what what's Asar Thompson's all right? Like, what what's what's wrong with this team? I I don't know. Maybe it's just youth and experience. Like, got to learn how to win. But yeah, it didn't didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. So, hate hate to see it. Hate to see it. All right, let's talk about the Bucks, a team you did. I I did not expect to be having midseason drama, considering they've won what thirty games. Thirty and thirteen. Thirty and thirteen. Last time I checked, that's not a bad record. Um, Second East. Yeah. So, regardless of that, they decided to fire head coach Adrian Griffin. Um, VJ, what was your reaction to the firing? And as a Bucks fan, maybe you can kind of give us some background on some of the drama that led up to that firing. Yeah. Um, I was not shocked when he was let go. Um, I'm surprised it happened after a couple wins against the Pistons who we just talked about. But then again, we gave up 140 and 120 to the Pistons. And I think anytime you look at the defensive drop off that the Bucks have had, we went from a top five defense last year to now we're bottom 10. Um, for the month of January, we're actually the 28th ranked defense in the NBA. Um, and then like a lot of the vibe around the city to just being in Milwaukee fans have not really enjoyed watching the team like that 30 and 13 record doesn't really indicate how good the team is like sure the record looks good but you just watching some of the games you could tell we're not like the team we should be um 
Terry Stotts quitting before the season even started, that was a very eye-opening thing for a lot of people. Um, just the lineups and rotations, I think a lot of guys lost faith in um, Griffin very early on. And I just feel like when you have a rookie first-year head coach with a win-now team, the pressure always a little bit different. Because remember when he got the job, we didn't have Dame. He gets the job and we trade for Dame. Now the expectation is, you know, it's not good enough to just win. We need to win the whole thing. So I think um, just a combination of things. And I don't know if you guys remember, but in the in-season tournament, there was reports about Bobby Portis going off in the locker room. Well, one of the guys he called out specifically was Adrian Griffin. And he said, like, yo, we, we're playing, like, terrible basketball. We're disorganized. We're dysfunctional. And Giannis has been kind of sour on Griffin, too. I was talking to you guys about the game against the Celtics months ago where Giannis tried to sub in and Griffin said no. Like, they clearly didn't have chemistry going on. And Giannis has repeatedly said – he called out the team at least three times already this year. We're only in January. So I think really the locker room kind of soured on him, but – all in all, I'm not surprised that this happened. I'm just shocked because usually the Bucks aren't normally the type of a team to make that move. Last time we did something like this was Jason Kidd years ago, but I'm not shocked that Griffin's gone. When I first got the notification, I was shocked. Because you just look at the record and you're like, how could this be? But then I put it in our group chat and VJ absolutely opened my eyes. <laughs> and it makes perfect sense. It makes so much sense. This team should not be 30 and 13. They've had too, way too many close calls and way too many blowouts to even be a contender. They lost multiple games by over 30 points. Or they've been down by 40 at times. That is not a contender. That is not a team that has two like, super-duper stars on it. And I... I went back and looked at some of the games and you can see that the dysfunction and you can see it in each department. And the one that is striking to me the most is Dame and his shooting and his choice in his shot selection um, in the games, because he has games where he will shoot like two and 12 and then hit a couple of shots and make the percentage go, go all right. But like you can't have your superstar, struggle that much for that long and not make any adjustments that's just not going to work that's not winning basketball and that's just on the offensive up front on the offense the defense is absolutely a shit show I, I don't know how you go about fixing it right now uh and i don't think well we'll get into this hit griffin's substitute substitute coach uh in a second but there's gonna be some moves that they need to make on the defensive end in order to be in contention. Because, yeah, you have Dame. Yeah, you have uh, Giannis. Yes, you have Middleton. But if you don't play defense, you're not going to win games in the in the playoffs. You might win games in the, in the regular season. But you can't give up 140 points to a sucky team and expect to make it to the finals. That's just not how it works. So we'll get into the firing the substitution in a second but yeah th those are my initial thoughts it's just i was shocked at first but then thinking about it it makes perfect sense yeah i i agree with everything you guys are saying clearly the defense has been bad clearly 
Adrian Griffin was very abrasive and, you know, it, it was not getting along with the Bucks players. However, to me, what, what I would add to that is to me, this move shows an underlying fear, I think, that Bucks management has of Giannis leaving. Because um, let, let's call a spade a spade. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. But um, reports came out that Giannis was very influential in Adrian Griffin being hired. He was part of the hiring process and vouched for him and said, I want that guy to coach our team. And likely the biggest determining factor in the decision to fire Adrian Griffin and to fire him now is that Giannis had lost faith in him. Now, the rest that's not to say like the rest of the team hadn't. That's not to say it's a bad move. But that seemed to be the determining factor is that Giannis was over it. And maybe he's absolutely right. Maybe Adrian Griffin was going to hold this team back from a championship. But for management to act that quickly on what Giannis had been feeling shows that um, management will do whatever it takes to keep Giannis happy. And I think shows a fear that if Giannis is unhappy, that he will do something drastic and maybe leave. Um, maybe those fears are unfounded. Maybe they should take Giannis at his word that he intends to retire in Milwaukee and that he doesn't have eyes for anywhere else. But Bucks management seems pretty worried about it to be um, acting this drastically based on Giannis's preferences. Like I said, I'm not calling him a coach killer, not saying he's wrong for wanting Adrian Griffin gone, but um, clearly Giannis has a lot of sway within the Bucks. So I rightfully so, I, though. Right, rightfully, rightfully so. so. Rightfully so. Right. Um, and I very much enjoyed the memes of, you know, bringing Thanasis <laughs> into this. <laughs> um, you know, Adrian Griffin uh, wanted Thanasis <laughs> cut, and that's why he's gone. So <laughs> that's that's got to be it. Too far. He went too far. <laughs> he went too far. <laughs> too much. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I, I to me, I think that's you know, a very large factor and something I'm going to be keeping an eye on um, as I mean, time goes by. Here's here's when I knew Griff was in trouble. At like 12 games in, he was quoted saying the guys made a correction and they said, hey, Brooks better in drop coverage. We should play Brook in drop coverage. I'm like, why do the players have to tell you that Brook Lopez is better in right. drop coverage? He was second in defensive player voting of the for last year playing that way griffin what were you watching that you had to be told that like i could tell ren i was like oh that's a red flag for me the, the players noticed that not you that's crazy that, that, that's, <laughs> that's crazy bad that's a bad luck that, yeah yeah um so clearly the man had to go yeah um Tough. and who takes his place doc rivers our old, our old friend doc rivers doc rivers team number four um, back in Milwaukee after a long time. Former Golden Eagle, baby. Yeah, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Standout guard. Oh. Um, I want to say he was an All American Marquette, but don't quote me on so. that. I, Lynn, I think so. Don't don't Lynn quote Rivers, me on that, baby. <laughs> so back back in Milwaukee. Um, Dion, how are we feeling about the Doc Rivers move for the for the Bucks? I've been saying this since it happened. I absolutely hate this move. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. 
I I get that they needed a coach. I get it. I get that they needed to fire Griffin. But you go and get a coach like Doc Rivers, who has shown time and time again that he cannot get it done aside from his outlier season in Boston. He's had fantastic teams full with all-stars and could not get it done and could not manage them. Especially in Philly, he could not manage the all star, the superstars. And he has shown time and time again that he cannot make adjustments, which is exactly what the Bucks need right now. Adjustments, both on and off the court, in the locker room. I don't know how he's going to turn it around. I don't like this move, and I am scared for the Bucks, but. He's better than Griffin, that is for sure. But I still don't like the move. Yeah, I'm going to do that thing that I've been doing since day one and disagree with Dion. That's okay. Um, okay. No, you make some good points. However, I'm looking at it through the lens of a midseason move, and I don't think there's anybody else out there currently available Um who's better than Doc Rivers. There's nobody who comes to mind who is like, I, I don't think assistant coaches are inclined to leave their teams midseason. Um, anyone who's on a coaching staff currently, I'm assuming would probably stay on that coaching staff. Um, so for people who are there available currently, I do think Doc Rivers is the clear choice. And yes, the Clippers and the Sixers were a disaster for Doc Rivers. However, and he's been riding, you know, the coattails of this 2008 um, title with the Celtics, you know, for his whole career. But this Bucks team does kind of remind me of that Celtics team of they have very established all-star players who know how to play with the play with each other. Um, so he wouldn't have to intervene in the offense. If you want a defensive minded head coach, Doc Rivers has always been known for that, being able to institute um you know, a good defensive scheme. He sucks on offense and needs players who um, can kind of run things themselves on offense. The Bucks can certainly do that. Um, and it's and it's low risk. Um, if it doesn't work out, you can say thanks, but no thanks at the end of the season. Um, if you had to make a move midseason, I think Doc Rivers is the way to go. So, That's the thing, though. I don't think it's just a midseason move. I think they got him for the long run, and I don't think he's going to be good. Well, I mean, month. his contract is, you know, technically two years or whatever, but, you know, is a coach ever truly for the long run? That's true. But also, <laughs> they could have they could have went back and got Terry Stotts. Like, didn't, I mean... Somebody it, that it, already knows the players and the staff. Yeah, but, I mean, he already resigned. It could be awkward trying to bring him back. Um, he was not exactly a great head coach. I, I don't know. I'm I'm still I I still stand by what I said of I think if, out of everyone who's out there, I think Doc Rivers is the best choice. And to your point, Dion, Doc Rivers was a consultant for the Bucks after the midseason tournament. So he's been involved with the Bucks and has been in he was giving oh. Adrian Griffin advice. And so he he is familiar. wasn't good advice. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Talking about giving him but, advice. Yeah, this is obviously not something that happened overnight. This is it has to have been in the works for a couple of weeks at least. Yeah, maybe. But um, 
I, I do think Doc Rivers is the best choice at this juncture. Um, BJ, resident Bucks fan, what do you what do you think of the Doc Rivers hiring? Um, I'm fifty fifty on it. Um, for the simple fact that to me this feels like a panic move. Um, you let go of the guy you went all in on and your superstar TC, who you said like John Giannis really went to bat for this guy. So now, and I, what, from what I've heard too around the city is he lost a locker room and guys just didn't trust him and didn't believe in him. So who you, you got to bring in a name that commands respect. And I think that's what the bucks are doing. Like you're going off of docs, like, the name alone almost um, like what you said about the 2008 championship. I've heard no, I, there's not one championship in history that people reference more than that 2008 championship. Like Kendrick Perkson and anytime Kendrick Perkson on TV, he'll talk about, well, back in 2008, I'm like, man, back when Obama first started his first term. Yes. Kendrick Perkins back then. Like, <laughs> so I think doc has rolled that all the way to now, but I think what Dion said is true. Like, we just got rid of Bud for not making adjustments. You're bringing in a guy who's notorious for not making adjustments. So I'm 50-50 on it because I know that guys will respect Doc, and that's what we need is a culture and identity defensively. But on the other side of that, like, you're bringing in a guy who's lost the most game sevens in history. Like, you should run from a three. You should almost – you shouldn't want a 3-1 lead with Doc as your coach. You almost want to start the other way because he can't seem to coach when he's up. So I'm 50-50 on it. A lot remains to be seen. But to me, I, I got to be honest, as a Bucks fan, it feels like we're panicking and we just – whoever was out there, we, we just took a flyer on. Like, I don't know. I, I was lobbying for Nick Nurse the whole time. Obviously, I heard Giannis didn't want him. He wanted Griffin instead. From which Toronto, makes no sense. Which I don't get. Maybe he took 2019 personally when the Raptors reverse swept us four to two. Um, but yeah, I'm a little shaky on the Doc hire. He's a Marquette guy, so I'll give him a pass for now. But I don't know. I don't know, especially postseason Doc. Hey, yeah. we got all three points of views. We got one on the other side, one on the other side, and in the middle. That's and there's perfect. me. <laughs> Look, looking zooming out back onto the whole Bucks organization for a second, I do think there's something to be said for you know Giannis gave him the seal of approval in the off season. So at what point do you say no takesies, no takesies, backsies, you know, and you can't pull your support that quick. So either I think one of two things has to be true: either Adrian Griffin was so bad. That 43 games is enough to say this This is, there is no hope. <laughs> there is no hope. You are awful. We are only going to get worse from here. Mm-hmm. Or um, they really didn't give him a chance to get it right. Half a season, when you do yeah. have 30 wins, you know, it does seem like very premature in a lot of ways. But, you know, we're not inside the Bucks organization. Yeah. Maybe it was truly that bad. Maybe inside oh. the lock inside the locker room was that bad. Yeah. yeah. They won games because they have Giannis and Dane. I've never seen Giannis look that unhappy playing as he did this year. Like and TC, even at the at the Buck Celtics game, I wanted to talk so much trash after because we just won by 40. But I didn't really say anything because I was like, 
that didn't really feel like we did anything. The Celtics clearly did not care. And people, even after the game, were like, eh, I don't know. Like, clearly the Celtics weren't into it, and that one loss did not mean anything to them. Like, of those 30 wins, I can't find a signature win where I can say, that's the team. I don't see one game like that. Reach. We're barely beating Detroit. We're scraping by the Wizards. We got bounced by the Jazz by, like, 40. Cleveland took us to town. So it's like, of those 30 wins, I can't point to one and say, that's a championship team. But if I look at Boston, if I look at Philly, I can say, that's a team you will see in May or possibly in June. But with the Bucs, as you, I don't look at them as serious contenders. And that's coming from me as a fan. You know, I have to be honest. Like, they did not look legit. They looked okay, but they didn't look legit. Like, Preach. I could see us getting bounced by Miami again if we ran into them. I could honestly see that happening. And Testify. The flip side of that, of we got absolutely dumpstered in Milwaukee, the Celtics. By Milwaukee, <laughs> that is true. By, by the Bucks, absolutely dumpstered. Made me really and happy. I really was not that discouraged. Exactly. Like, exactly. You know, whatever. We played a grueling OT game last yeah. night. Like what? Whatever. I was not that worried about they it. They were enough. chilling the second half. The starters for the Celtics did not care. They were like down forty. That's okay. They don't care. Like they beat us. And we were trying. The Celtics were like, eh, coming off a of back-to-back, who really cares? Like, that's the mental mind game the Celtics are playing. Like, you just tried your hardest, and we barely tried, and you did that. Like, I think the Celtics have that mental edge. Like, you don't want to see us. Like, that's what it feels like. And the Bucks, are like, you're right. We need to go I, get I got to interject because I think you're giving them too much credit of, like, I, I don't, don't think know. it was mind games at all. I think it was they got down, like – 18 because the Bucks were hitting everything and they're just like I think they were just like, we're we're too tired to deal with this. But we right continue now. to play hard. You see, <laughs> we fine. tried yeah. as hard as we could until the end of the third quarter. True. But because we like I don't know, I just feel the Celtics are like this game don't this game means more than it does to us. Right. But hey, I could be wrong. I no, could I, be wrong. I, I, I see what you're saying though. Your your point is well taken. Um, the last thing I'll say about this is I think with a move like this, like we're saying, maybe it's premature. The onus is now on Giannis and the rest of the Bucks. Of you oh, wanted him gone, personnel. you got exactly what you wanted. Personnel. Um, now you got to deliver. You you got to deliver. Is it coaching um, or is it players? If they have another early exit like they did against the Heat, this could turn ugly really fast. I will buy a Tatum jersey. I will That's be what done. I'm talking about. I will be done with this. D. I don't look at me like that. I will be done with this team if we lose before my birthday again. Love, <laughs> if we lose before May, that. I'm done. Love to hear that. I'm done. Um, all right, let's get to our All Star teams. Maybe a Drew jersey, not a Tatum jersey. Go ahead. Okay. I, hey, baby steps. Hey. Baby, baby, steps. baby steps. You don't start with the hard stuff right away. You know, you got to get yeah. that gateway. Drug. <laughs> you got to get a gateway. <laughs> yeah, Drew, Drew Holiday. Everybody likes Drew Holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Porzingis, a little Tingus Pingus, you know. Ooh! So suddenly, before you know, it, you're defending Paul Pierce and thinking his podcast is good. You got to be careful. <laughs> that's not good. That's take it easy. That, that's you're not even there, bro. No, I'm not. I, I you're not even be, there. What you talking about? I'll never about? be that blind. <laughs> his podcast is horrible. The stuff he says on there is just. I'm like, bro, I love you so much. Why are you eroding that love day after day? Like you, you are so hard to love right now. Anyway, all star teams, as usual, it is tradition for me to go first so that I can be ripped apart. Um, so for starters in the East, I know you guys are going to criticize this. Um, 
But I have Jason Tatum. I have Jalen Brown. I have Derek White. I'm just kidding. Boy, I, uh, I was I was literally looking for the I was I was I was looking for the end the meeting button right now, bro. <laughs> oh my god! No, I'm just kidding. I got Al oh. Horford. <laughs> uh, I got Sam Hauser. Sam Hauser. Wayne <laughs> <Peyton> Pritchard. Pritchard. <laughs> Luke Kurnet. Um, Joe Missoula. Like, Brissett. Yep. He's a great defender. Great husband. Anyway, all right. Oh, I have I have Embiid. Obviously, I have Giannis. I have Jason Tatum. Now the guards, guards were kind of tough. Guards were kind of tough. I'll tricky. be honest. Guards are tricky. Um, Pacers have still fallen off a little bit, but I'm still giving the nod to Halliburton. Cold as hell, a little banged up, but I think the way he started the season, I I I think he deserves to start. And I think Trey Young is quietly putting together a really great season, so I'm I'm starting Trey as well. Um, okay. So those are my East East starters. Um, on the bench, I have Jalen Brown. Damian Lillard, I have um, Donovan Mitchell, Tyrese Maxey. I think Julius Randle is back. I think he deserves to be an all-star. Um, it's tough because, like, if I include Julius Randle, I have to leave off Jalen Brunson. I'm not sure I'm okay with that. It, there's some Why tough can they decisions. both be on there? Because I also have Paolo Bancaro. Uh, Magic are really good. He is the alpha on that Obviously. team. And I last spot I gave to Bam. I think Bam's having a a, a good year. Um, some tough decisions were made. No. Wait, 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 Okay, so you got you can have four guards, three forwards. Is that? I think reserve? so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's only seven I, on the reserve. Okay. I wanted Jalen Brunson. Jimmy Butler is still somewhat. He doesn't deserving. play enough games. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. I mean, he he could be an all star. I wouldn't be pissed at it, but um, need a forward. So Julius Paolo and Bam. That's where I'm at. I think you could also make a case for um, uh, Scotty, Jared, Jared Allen. I think you could make a case for. Oh, Jared um, Allen. That's I, you might be able to make a case for Franz Wagner. Um, that that's who I went with. Uh, v, VJ, who do you have in the East? Um, so I think similar to you, the the front court's a lock for me. It's Embiid, Giannis, and Tatum. Uh, my backcourt's a little different. Um, I, I have Halliburton in there, even though he's been injured lately. But I think Brunson has been the best guard outside of Halliburton in the conference. So I got Brunson actually starting. That's a hot take, but I, I don't mind it. Yeah. After he dropped 50 in the, with the Suns, nine threes, I, I had to. Um, then my reserves, Donovan Mitchell, Damian Lillard, uh, Tyrese Maxey, uh, Trey Young, and then my front court guys, I got Bam, Scotty Barnes, Jalen Brown. See, that's that's the problem is Jalen Brown is listed as – oh, no, he is listed he, at front court. Yeah. I, he used to be a guard, I thought. I thought they used to well, put him at like – Jalen Brunson is definitely making this team, and I got to figure out which one of these forwards. I, yeah, I yeah. 
Because um, they got Jason Tatum plays the power forward now, and Brown plays small forward, so you can kind of move it that way. Yeah, unfortunately, I think it has to be Paolo. Which, that's I, fair. I, Especially because the magic slipped off, so. Right. I I hate doing it, but. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Fair enough. Dion, who who do you got in the East? Um, It's crazy because we all have a different starting lineup. Don't worry, it's not, dude. Jason Tatum's not starting. <laughs> he doesn't even relax. Make the team. It's not him in this, in this all-star team. Relax. He's there by default. <laughs> um. So starters are obviously Tyrese Halliburton. I don't think nobody had a better half of the, f- the first half of the season than him. Uh, at the guard spot in the East. Uh, he's a consensus lock for sure. At the second guard for me, it's different from you guys. I went with Spider Mitchell. Mm. He is the sole reason, only reason why this team is in the fourth place spot. Darius Garland is out. Evan Mobley's out. Yeah. It's him and Jared Allen right now and Max Strews. And that's the game is working, though. Mm-hmm. And hey, it is because they are winning games and he is playing like an absolute all star. So I'm he's gonna be my starter at the guard. Obviously, it's about votes. So we it's it's you know, <laughs> it's whatever. Um in the forwards and center, I have Giannis, Tatum, and Embiid. Tatum by default. Uh, my all star, my Eastern all star reserves. How I how I presented it. Let me speak, TC. Shut up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my. <laughs> oh, I missed this. <laughs> <laughs> my all star reserves are the following. For the guards, I have Brunson, Maxi, Dame, and Trey. And at the forwards, I have Bam, Paolo, and Julius Randle. Mm. No Jalen Brown? I don't think he's having that great of a season to be he over these guys. He just dropped 77 the other night. 77? <laughs> what are you talking about? Did you not see the clip of him dropping Luca? <laughs> <laughs> Luca, Luca literally had 33, 18, and 13 that game. So I don't want to hear it. Sorry, I'm trying to remember who who won that game. Who won the game? Hmm? Hmm? <laughs> no matter. I mean, it kind of matters. We won't see you in the finals because you won't make it. Because <clears throat> we won't make it? You won't make it. We will. I, um, I missed you, Dion. Miss y'all too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your Celtics hate gives me life, bro. There's like objectively, Bam, Paolo, and Randall are having a better season, in my opinion. Um, they've been more consistent than Jalen Brown, that is for sure. I mean, I, I, they've probably been more consistent. I disagree about better, but you know, that's. I mean, they they, they, are, are they all have better stats than him. They they are deserving. Um, let's go west. Let's do it. Think out west. Um, think it out west for the starters. I mean, I'll just put LeBron like 
is he one of the best front court players in the West? No, but I mean, he's always going to get the most votes. So there's really no point in like putting him anywhere else. Like I think AD should start over him. I should smack you in the face, bro. I, if we're going purely, if LeBron is not on the court, they don't win games. Period. Yeah, but I mean, if AD's not on the court, they don't win. Period. But I mean, I'm I'm not hating. Like, you know, I don't have a problem with the you know starting spot out of respect. Um, so that's why I also have KD starting. He's is also probably deserving. Um, and Jokic obviously. Um, Luca and SGA should be should be a no brainer. Um, both are having substantially better seasons than Steph. Um, mm-hmm. Steph will probably still get the nod out of respect, but he shouldn't. Um, and my reserves are Steph, AD, De'Aaron Fox, D Book, Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, and Kawhi. Kawhi Leonard? Yes. As opposed to the other Kawhis. That's wild, but okay. <laughs> I needed a front court player. Paul George? Over Kawhi? I don't know about 100%. That. Also, is I mean, I guess he could be front court. But... All right, Dion, who, who do you have then? Starting, the starters are exactly like yours. I don't think there's any debate in that. So my reserves are Steph, Anthony Edwards, De'Aaron <clears throat> Fox, and D-Book as for the guards. Forwards, AD, PG, and Sabonis. Yeah, I wanted to put Sabonis somewhere, but... Who were your forwards? Cat, Kawhi, and Anthony Davis. Timberwolves aren't first. I think they deserve two all-stars. Yeah, it was Cat's shamelessly stat padding the other night, but mm-hmm. yes, but <laughs> he definitely was. I, I still th- I I still think Cat's having a big year. He's having an okay year. It's not, it's not different from any other year he's had so far. He just had a big outing the other night. BJ, give me your all all star teams then. All right, so my starters. Uh, I got Jokic, KD, LeBron, Shea, Luka as my starters. For the bench, I got Steph, Ant-Man, D-Fox, D-Book, and then I'm going AD, Kawhi, and PG. I gave the Clippers two two all-stars. Okay. Do you know no Sabonis? I had him in there at first, but st- like PG and Kawhi to me have been better, and the Kings have kind of slid a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So that's that the only re- my, that was kind of my rationale as well. But I hate myself because I love Sabonis. Um, also tough leaving. Well, obviously, you don't love him enough, TC. Ooh, that's true. That's burn. true. Yeah, right. it was tough about, leaving. He was love, love is about actions. You're you're right. Yeah. Come on, come on, Sabonis. Come on, Dami. Don't be like what, that. What is he averaging? Is he averaging like 20 and 12 or what is he? 20, got? 13, and 8. Jeez. Okay. He See, has- if he was averaging like 24, 23, 13, and 8, I'd be like, it's a lock. <laughs> <laughs> like four, three or four more points, and they have five more wins. I'd be like, oh, that's a lock. 
Can I tell you my dream team really quick? I want to see Sabonis, Shangun, and Jokic all on the court at the same time. And just throw them out there with like Shea and Anthony Edwards and just watch them work. Anthony Edwards just throwing down dunk after dunk after yeah. an immaculate pass. That's that's the dream. Shea is a Shea is an automatic thirty six and five steals every night. So yeah, yeah. Honestly, I was giving some thought into putting Singoon in the in my reserves. I'm not he gonna lie, cross, he did cross my mind. I know he he's like that. The the Rockets he are just he's he's my he's my first sub. He's my first sub. Yeah. All right, let's get into our midseason awards. Let's do it. Um, start with most improved. As usual, I'll start. My preseason pick was Mikael Bridges. Not a great pick. Um, I think it has to be Tyrese Maxey at this point. Tyrese Maxey has been phenomenal and is a legit second option on a really good 76ers team. Yep. BJ, you also have Tyrese? Yeah. I, weirdly enough, I think I also had Mikael Bridges for MIP, but, I mean, Tyrese Maxey has kind of sealed that up. Although Shingoon again did cross my mind for him. Yeah, it should be in the discussion. Um, yeah. Uh I pretty sure I had Tyrese Maxi in my preseason pick, and I he think did. he's I think he still is. I was gonna just say Tyrese, period. Because yeah, I know right I, I was thinking about which one between Holly Burton and Maxi, but I feel like Holly Burton had a better year last year than Maxi did. Yeah, so. I'm not that surprised. Yeah. I, I don't know. Consistent kind of. Yeah. We we've talked about this before. There's a few definitions of most improved. Yeah. Um, sixth man. My preseason pick was Derek White. Um Oh yeah, he's a starter. And I'm still giving it to Derek White. I'm not sure if he started too many games. Bro, he's a st- he, no, he's no, no, change your picks. He only starts, bro. Do you even watch your team's games? <laughs> yes. What the hell is going on? He's still the odds-on favorite to win sixth man of the year. No, no he's not. He doesn't he's not a sixth man. I'll Sam Hauser is the sixth man. Or Al Sam Horford. Hauser is or not the anybody man. other than Derek White. Derek White starts every game. Wait, what are you talking about? see, this is why you piss me off, bro. This is why you piss me off. He does not start every game. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Game log. Let's check. TC's like MIP, Boston Celtics. Six man, Boston Celtics. Deep boy, Boston Celtics. MVP, Boston okay, Celtics. Okay, TC, out of games played for Derek White, 40. Game started, 40. Bro, what? shut Seriously? Get the fuck out of here, TC, bro. He's the ugly favorite to win. Shut up, bro. Look at games played, game started is both 40. He's a starter. You make me so mad, TC. Honestly, I missed the starts of a lot of the Celtics games, so that yeah, this is awkward. Anyway, come back. <laughs> We're experiencing technical tech technical difficulties. Um, Jesus, TC. No, I, I I legitimately looked up a list of what somebody else's midseason awards were, and Derek White was their pick. And I'm like, well, obviously they didn't watch the season. Clearly, I, I don't either. A six man is not somebody that starts and go to the bench. Statistically, and he is. It's statistically it's impossible for him to win it now because he started 100 percent of his games. Exactly, Dion. Who who's your pick for? Uh, Too much six, of six like of the week 
I of the eat of the uh, of, um I really don't want to admit when I'm wrong. I hate it. It's one of the things that I hate the most. <laughs> uh probably the thing I hate the most for sure. But I think I have to give it to Tim Hardaway Jr. He's averaging 20 points a game. He had a huge stretch two weeks ago, put up 41 points the other night. It has to be either him or Nas Reed, and I think I'm going to give it to Hardaway, Tim Hardaway Jr. I hate it. Pick, honestly. I don't know who I had. I forgot who I had as my pick at the beginning of the year. But definitely was not him, so <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, Tim Hardaway is the favorite right now for six man of the year. My dark horse I don't know is what, the second, which who is Malik Monk. He is the second best. Oh, Malik Monk was my pick, I think. So I'll I'll stick with my dark horse then and say Malik Monk, six man of the year. Um, DJ, who do you have? Um, so I'm going really far left with this. Uh, I really like Westbrook off the bench. His stats probably won't say it, but for his impact on the Clippers, I really like what he's done. Uh, my preseason pick was Bobby Portis, and that has not looked great. Bobby's not <laughs> been bad, but he's also not been as good as last year. So that's why. Okay, fair enough. Uh, moving on to coach of the year. Oh, you want to know who my preseason pick for coach of the year was? Joe Mazzula. No, Griffin? Adrian Griffin, yes. <laughs> I think it's safe to say he will not win coach. No, coach has performed worse than him because he literally got fired. <laughs> um, So I'm giving it to Chris Finch. Um, Loved the co- the way he handled the Cat 62 thing. Uh, I liked him calling out his team. His team plays really well, plays a- excellent defense. Number one defense. Yeah. Uh, Got to give it to Chris Finch here. Uh, BJ? Um, I would never take a victory lap on air, but my coach <laughs> was Mark Dagonalt from the OKC. That was my preseason pick, and that's my current pick, so I, I really like his odds for that right now. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. fair. I don't um, remember I don't remember who I picked because I lost my notes. I'm sorry, but I'm pretty sure it was either that diagonal or Mike Malone, maybe. I don't know. But anyways, it's there's only one right answer here, and it's my Mark Diagonal. This boy, this man has these boys playing like crazy. They're they're young, they're feisty, and I love it. It just is just amazing. And they're top of the West for a reason. Moving on to rookie of the year. I picked Victor Wimbanyama in the preseason. And I absolutely think it's Victor Wembanyama. Um, I'm actually starting to think this rookie of the year race is not really a race at all. The last month, Wemby has been dominant. And Chet, Chet has still been really good. Chet's been really good. But, I mean, Wemby has been dominant. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely giving it to Wemby at, the, at this juncture. Uh, Dion, who do you have? I agree with you. Obviously, my pick did not pan out. Um, he's looking more and more like a bust every day. Sad. Scoot? Yeah. Scoot on over. Damn. It's man. tough. It's tough. Did, it's tough. Did you pick? I, I had Scoot, but 
It's whatever. He, he's bouncing back a little bit. He's bouncing, bouncing back, back a little bit. He had a thirty point game the other night. I think he had nineteen last night. Like he had nineteen last night. So it's 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 not looking terrible, but I have had such high hopes for him. He needs to take like, all of those glasses, that's for sure. Um I I I too pick uh Wemby. Three more points in chat, three more rebounds, one more block. Um is it the only reason why the Spurs have eight doves is Wembanyama. Uh Chet obviously is playing great. Uh they're on top of the West. But the impact that Wemby has on this on the on the game is just is just incredible. And I just hope, I just pray that he just stays healthy for as long as he can. Yeah, month of January, Wemby is averaging twenty four. Twenty four. 24.8 so 25 points nine rebounds 3.3 blocks on 52 percent shooting he takes jumpers too i mean that's that's kind of different for your third full month in the nba 25 points is wild mm-hmm. so, uh vj you are you in agreement yes i picked wimby preseason i'm comfortable with that but for a second, I kind of wanted to have a Grant Hill J Kia situation between him and Chet because Chet's impact for the Thunder has been crazy because he's really their shot blocker and he can really shoot the three. But I think Wimby, though, overall, like you can't, he's just been different for a rookie to be 2010 and three blocks. Um, and he's only like, what, 19, 18? Yeah. He's like a kid. So putting up those kind of numbers, I think it's his award. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. I mean, Chad could win it a lot of years, but not not this year. Yeah, not this year. He's technically not even a rookie, but like, <laughs> fair. Yeah. 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 Um, defensive player of the year. Um, I had Evan Mobley preseason. <laughs> I mean, which could have been possible. He's just always hurt, and it just breaks my heart. Yeah. It just breaks my heart. Um, so I'm giving it to Rudy Gobert. I mean. Best defensive player on the number one defense. Um, I, I, he's had a big bounce back year, especially defensively. So I got to give it to Rudy at this point. Um, Dion? No. I don't care what. The, I'm tired of that narrative that Rudy Gobert is all this and that, but whatever. Uh, I think before the season started, I gave it to either Mikel Bridges or AD. And I think so far it's AD. 2.4 blocks, versatility. He can guard he can guard the perimeter too if he needs to. He's good on the switch. He's good rim protector. Um, I think he's done enough so far to be the top contender for the defensive player of the year. I'm tired of these one-dimensional players being considered. Get him out of here. Interesting. Um DJ, who do you have? Uh, my preseason pick was AD, um, and I want to say AD, I'm sticking with him. I was going to go the Gobert route just because I don't think they would give Defensive Player of the Year to a, a team that's like ninth or eighth in the West, which the Lakers are. But to Dion's point, I think like if you just look at the game and look how AD defends, he's guarding the pick and roll. He's blocking shots. He's out on the perimeter. So like I think if you l- truly look at the award Defensive Player, I'm with AD still. Mm-hmm. If you look at what it actually means, it has to be AD. Mm-hmm. If you want a specialist, 
It doesn't say defensive player of the year specialist. Yeah. It says defensive yeah. player of the year. And that is we a had that argument three years ago when it was yes. a lot about Rudy Gobert and how he got exposed in the playoffs. So I still think I, it's hard exactly exactly defensive player. But I'm not mad at the pick because he's on the number one defensive team. But like defensive player, I think it got it. It's different. But mm-hmm. Not mad. Right. I would not be upset if Rudy did not win it. But I think at this point, <laughs> no, that's, fair. That's my pick. Fair. Um, surprisingly oh. to me, in in the odds, according to Vegas, Chet is second in. Yeah, I saw that earlier. Player of the year, I saw that. Wouldn't odds. be about that. Yeah, interesting. All right, finally, MVP. Oh, let's hear it, TC. Go ahead, let me hear it. My preseason pick was Jason Tatum. Um, I'm literally watch what you say next. Watch carefully what you say next because I it might be the end of the podcast and we just restarted. <laughs> Bro, it's it's not Jason Tatum. Um, I, I I think he sacrificed stats to get teammates involved. Like Jason Tatum is taking like very few shots in the first quarter, trying to get everybody else going. So I I don't think he cares about the award at all. Um, not to excuses. Say he could win Excuses. if he wanted to, but like I, I don't think he cares at all about that at this point. Who does care about the award is Joel Embiid, and that's my pick for MVP at that point. At this point, as much as I hate it, as much as I hate his play style, he's just on another level right now. I mean, hate it to quote the the philosopher Thanos, hate it, run from it. Joel Embiid arrives all the same. I mean, thirty six points per game is thirty six points per game. Jesus His Christ. team is good, um, throwing 12 rebounds and 53% from the field. Like, I, It still pisses me off, the free throws. It's annoying, but, I mean, he, he is just on another level right now. Plus throwing six assists. Like, he, he is the best offensive player in the NBA this season, and it's not particularly close. So I, I think you have to give it to Joel indeed, as much as I would rather not. Um, Dion, you in agreement? Obviously. Um, I think we will have another back-to-back winner. We've had Giannis, we've had Jokic, and now it's in Beast's turn. You, there's nothing you can say uh, that will change my mind. Jokic, yes, he's a great player. He's won it twice, but he is not having the season that Joel Embiid is having. I don't care what anybody says. 36 points and 12 rebounds on average. That's not one game. That's on average. He does that every night. That's insane. And damn near six six assists to one steal, two blocks. He's doing it on both ends of the floor. It's just, there's, there's no arguing it for me. Yeah. BJ? Um, yeah, my preseason pick uh was Tatum, but clearly it's Embiid. I mean, I really don't think it's close either. Like, Jokic and Giannis are still having great seasons, Shea is having a great season, but like, dude, Embiid's game log, he's only scored like 20 points three times. It's and then that was only 27, 24, and 20. Everything else is 30 plus, 40 plus. So, like, I don't know, he's just on a he's on another level, he's on another level. Yeah, I mean, he Agreed. won last year deservingly and is significantly better this year. Yeah. Yeah. So. There's no reason not to give it to him this year. Yeah. 
right right now I think it has to be him. Like if 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 Embiid wasn't there, the race would be much close between the next four guys. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he's there just it's like the, it's like the Wemby thing. Mm-hmm. They uh, all the other four guys will win every any other year, mm-hmm. but not this year. <laughs> yeah, I'm with Baby, you. you made this. Um, yeah, been an absolutely insane NBA season. Um, we're glad to be back. We're in a little bit long, so we'll uh, cut out the trivia question this time. Or, mm-hmm. um, out of bounds. I still want to do New Year's resolutions at some point now that it's a new year. I would love doing the New Year's resolutions. Um, Might be too late, but we'll see. I mean, it's, it's already February. We're not doing them today, but I, I want to do New Year's resolutions at some point. But if you're listening to this, no, especially now, more than ever, we appreciate you. We really yes. do. Welcome back. Welcome back. To it the is back. good to be back. We are back. The reboot has started. That's right. The reboot. The new era. Back and better than ever. So we will catch you guys next time. Peace.